0: In 2010, the Institute of Medicine released a report on the future of nursing. Here in Oregon, OHSU's top academic and clinical nursing leaders are helping shape what that future looks like. It's Tuesday, October 17th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Recently, I spoke with Susan bakewell Sachs, Dean of the School of Nursing and Vice President for Nursing Affairs, as well as Dana Bjornsson, Vice President and Chief Nursing Officer of OHSU Healthcare and Associate Dean for Clinical Affairs in the School of Nursing. So first off, uh, traditionally, what has been kind of the intersection between the work of the Chief Nursing Officer of a hospital and the Dean of a School of Nursing? Maybe Dana, we'll start with
1: you. Sure. Well, you know, I guess I can start with the fact that I was thrilled when I learned that there was a school of nursing on the campus at OHSU. That isn't always the case. And I know from past experiences of working with uh, schools of nursing about how rich and valuable the intersection of the uh, clinical and the academic can be for us. Um, It allows us the opportunity on the clinical side to have presence and to have um, influence over the curriculum in the School of Nursing. And it allows the School of Nursing to have presence and influence in the clinical setting. So I think it is absolutely one of the most valuable things that can happen to us because we become very symbiotic and very synergetic. And at OHSU, we've done some terrific work uh, over the last three and a half years that I have been here, uh, having joined shortly after Susan got here.
0: And Susan, what, Has, has this been your experience, this kind of the work that you've done over the last three and a half years, has this been your experience at other institutions? Is this traditionally how hospitals and schools of nursing have worked together? Or, um, this is kind of, I I feel like this is a little bit new for me here, Mm haven't been at OHSU for a while. Mm
2: -hmm. I would say that, um, what Dana, the relationship that Dana and I have and the intentionality with which we have approached this as a true partnership is not always the case. Uh, and there is, Um, nationally a a greater focus on enhancing the relationship between um, uh, the schools of nursing um, and academic nursing and uh, nursing practice and clinical services uh, because of the influence that uh, that Dana spoke of. But historically, uh, there has been a, a Pretty much of a of a separation uh, between them, but I think what we have here is uh, for me certainly the um, the best of that uh, collegiality and partnership that I've experienced in my career.
0: So, uh, Susan, how did how did you first start working together?
2: well I had the pleasure of being on the search committee that uh, that brought Dana and uh, so very early on uh, was really impressed with the um, the potential that we had to uh, to bring her here her experience her her desire to really engage uh, collaboratively and uh, and just even saying that that I was on the search committee uh, I think mm-hmm. says something about uh, about OHSU and, and this commitment when she was uh, really a finalist for the position and we had a very specific conversation uh, at that time. Dana asked questions about the the potential for our working together. And so that was really a bright light for me. Uh, and then uh, she came about six months after I did, and uh, we pretty quickly uh, started scheduling regular meetings and beginning to talk about uh what is the current state of um, of involvement uh, between the School of Nursing and uh, the um, hospital side, and how could we um, enhance that? So it's interesting. I don't want to I certainly knew that I wanted a
1: relationship, but it was also something that the hospital knew. And so Cindy Gruber, our COO, made clear when we were interviewing, or I was interviewing, that what she really wanted was a close connection to the School of Nursing, which was good for me because it was what I wanted, too. I think what really cemented the deal for me was uh, shortly after I got here, I started looking for opportunities to uh, connect with the nursing community, and so searched the internet to find the Oregon uh, Action Coalition, went to my very first meeting, sat down, and before I could turn around, in walked Susan, and I was like, okay, so this is really good. I knew that we had common interests and common beliefs about nursing, the future of nursing, and how we were going to get there, so that was very, uh, very reassuring.
0: So, Dana, tell me about the Oregon Action Coalition?
1: Oh, my goodness. This is something that actually started um, nationwide after the publication of the Future of Nursing report that came out uh, in 2010 and regional action coalitions were forming all over the country. I belonged to the Gulf Coast Regional Action Coalition in Texas, and that was my entree into the Future of Nursing report and um, developing tactics to address some of the issues that we were seeing that we thought would make nursing better and make America healthier. And uh, so was thrilled with the work that I was doing there. And so was eager when I got to Oregon to jump on uh, with the, Group here, I did find that Oregon was actually the last group to join, um, but you know that's Oregon. They they finally did, and uh, we uh, very quickly um, established goals that had to do with um, nurses on boards, which was one of the major tenets and tactics of the future of nursing. Was to have nurses in places where they could influence healthcare, influence others about the work of nursing and. Uh, really show our uh, ourselves, um, and we have done amazing work over the three years that I have been here. That now is sort of drawing to a close, and we're looking at how nursing can influence uh, the health of Americans in different ways through a program called the Culture of Health, which is also very exciting, a little bit of a different uh, approach but um, something that I think will really, really resonate for not only nurses, but also for our community and for those people who we hope to, to influence. And I'll let Susan say a little more because she actually was really ground
2: roots in this work. So my experience before um, Oregon was with the um, New Jersey Action Coalition, which was one of the first five uh, that happened in the country. And so similar to uh, Dana's experience, was very involved in in early work um, with this campaign uh, to take the um, to really help the nation and the nation's nurses engage and uh, focus on what was in the report of the uh, Institute of Medicine and sponsored by the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation and the um, the ability to bring nurses together around this sort of blueprint as we have called the, um, the Institute of Medicine Report, uh, was, um, was previously not something that, um, that, we, that we had the opportunity to do. And we have over 3 million nurses in the United States. And to find ways at state levels to say, okay, these are the major things that we should focus on, Um, was just an extraordinary opportunity. So it was practice, it was education, it was the hospital association, it was specialty organizations, multiple schools of nursing. And now you're really bringing um, uh, groups of individuals together who have a lot of experience, a lot of wisdom, a lot of thought, um, and an opportunity now to really um, take things forward. And that's really been fun here in Oregon as well.
0: So what is in the report? You have to tell me everything, but maybe some of the highlights.
2: Um, there were, um, there were uh, four major areas of focus uh, in the report. Uh, education really was one of them. Um, certainly practice was a major focus. And um, emphasizing the importance of nursing research and nursing science um, on health and health care. Uh, this was something that got uh, one of the... Uh, uh, aspects of the Institute of Medicine reports and the reason they carry such weight is because they are so evidence-based. Uh, and so everything has to be cited. The, where does the evidence come from? So um, as ev- education, practice, uh, leadership, and was it research that was the fourth? And, and then out of those, each of those areas had specific uh, goals underneath them. So there were, there were, um, four, uh, main themes and eight key points that came, that came out of that. And, uh, it's about a 680 page report. Um, and, uh, and part of the work that, um, people like Dana and I have, um, have focused on is really getting all of that out to, uh, as many nurses as we possibly can, so that they know what is in there, what is the evidence behind our work, and uh, what really we can take forward to uh, to change, to influence change, and uh, help to improve health and health care.
1: I think one of the most uh, important and a common cause for Susan and I was one of the goals that We recognize that um, baccalaureate preparation, the more highly prepared the nurse, the better the outcomes for the patient, both in terms of safety and quality. And so one of the goals was to have 80% of the workforce in the United States prepared at the baccalaureate level by 2020. Real tough goal to achieve, but, you know, think big. Um, I'm actually really proud at OHSU, we've already achieved the goal of greater than 80% of our workforce prepared at the baccalaureate or higher level it is not going to happen in Oregon. And it will not happen at the national level, but at least we've made the effort. And as Susan said, it was all based on evidence and research that has been been conducted for the past 20 years that shows that these are are facts. Uh, And Mm -hmm. so that has been uh, a real focus of some of the work that the School of Nursing has done, uh, some of the work that we have done by saying that we will only hire baccalaureate prepared nurses into uh, the workforce. The other one that I think is even more encouraging for us because it is a goal that was achieved was to double the number of doctorally prepared nurses in the United States. And we have far exceeded that goal before 2020. So I think that bodes well for our future. We have a very well educated workforce getting more educated all the time. I think uh, the American people should be happy about that.
0: So Susan, maybe um, for someone that, you know, isn't familiar with nursing education. What's the differentiation there? What what um, what is kind of for the other um, the people that aren't baccalaureate prepared? What what's their degree and, and what's that education look like and and how did the two compare?
2: So uh, nursing has had multiple points of entry uh, uh, over the many decades. Uh, We had, historically, diploma schools of nursing, which were hospital-based schools of nursing in a form of apprenticeship um, education, and those really were the first. Uh, We uh, then, uh, baccalaureate programs started, and those programs were really taking the diploma um, clinical part and adding um, college um, uh, credits to that, and those were the early baccalaureate programs. And then, after World War II, Uh, there was um, a uh, a strong proliferation of higher education and community colleges um, uh, took on nursing programs. And so the associate's degree in nursing uh, uh, became uh, came into into be and actually became the dominant um, entry point uh, for many nurses. Uh, there are um, s- some there are differences in focus, uh, uh, but we all pass a common licensing examination to become a registered nurse. The diploma programs are uh, there are a few of those left in the United States, uh, but the majority of programs now are um, community college associate degree and uh, baccalaureate and higher degree. And there actually are some entry master's programs now. So we have quite a pipeline. Um, what I would say is here in Oregon, Oregon, and I'm very proud of this, it was one of the things that actually drew me to Oregon, is we have something called the Oregon Consortium for Nursing Education. And this was a, um, um, a brilliant uh, plan that um, was led uh, by uh, Christine Tanner here at OHSU and Paula Gubrud Howe, who at that time was the uh, dean of the program at Mount Hood. And through uh, several years of um, uh, challenging um, and discerning dialogue, um, the community colleges and uh, OHSU came together to create this consortium. Uh, it is a seamless curriculum. It is cited by, uh, nationally by uh, one of the programs that came out of the Campaign for Nursing, uh, Academic Progression in Nursing, or APN, as truly a national model. And, uh, and students can start at um, one of our partner community colleges, do the first two years there, do their final year at OHSU, uh, and do it in the same amount of time. That if they would, they wherever they start, they start at OHSU or they start at community college. It's the same amount of time. For me, that's a very that's a very key um, point of this. In many places, stu- nurses, and young predominantly women, enter through community college programs. It can take them three to five years to get through that program and then add another um, two to three years to get through a baccalaureate program, which I think is unjust. So here in Oregon, we actually have one of the national models tested, evaluated, proven to be uh, beneficial. And so really the focus here, um, what Dana is talking about as part of this 80% goal, is to improve the pipeline, streamline it, make it so that it it really can work for for folks. And what we're able to do here in Oregon is educate um, uh, folks, where they where they've grown up, where they live, where they want to stay, and it, it helps uh, address our rural health challenges as well.
0: So, Dana, you talked about some of the, you know, kind of why that's important, better outcomes for patients. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Sure. I was kind of I was thinking of that as you asked Susan the question, and I think it is really hard um, it, to uh, look at it and say, you know, from a qualitative perspective, what we had was uh, research. And we had nurse researchers who went out, and oh my, they had just enormous uh, amounts of evidence in Canada, the United States, Europe, Australia about the difference between someone who had a two year degree and someone who had a four year degree. So once we started seeing that in black and white, there was no ignoring it. And so it wasn't science that I conducted that said, hey, this is how you need to go. It was science that was being conducted, it was being published, and interestingly, it was being published in Journal of Medicine. They were publishing in other journals um, this fantastic stuff that told us, hey, where we needed to be focusing our direction in nursing. So I, um, I think, you know, we're an evidence-based profession. Uh, we know that the knowledge, skills, and abilities that we have are based on on science and how we teach our curriculum, which we continually evolve to meet the very changing needs of our complex patients. And so it was, um, you know, what was in the literature that really, I think, drove first of all, the Institute of Medicine to um, make this a goal, and for chief nursing officers around the country to also say, hey, uh, this is the direction that we need to go. Obviously, it's been much easier for chief nurses like me who have been in major metropolitan communities because we have many schools of nurses who produce nurses at the baccalaureate level. It's not so easy in the rural communities, which is why the articulation program that Susan described is so important because it's more likely that people will get a community college degree in their community, finish off a final year, and often go back to their community to then provide high quality safe care in their community. So it's kind of been a win-win all the way around. And it is one of the things, you know, we call nursing an art and a science. This is the science of nursing.
2: One other um, uh, thing you reminded me of, Dana, is that Part of why we, the another reason we really want nurses to get their baccalaureate degrees, and, and to do that as early in their career as possible, is because it also is a career. And there are many opportunities uh, that nurses can consider. Uh, they can advance clinically, they can um, advance uh, through, if they want to uh, do research, conduct research, if they want to lead in quality improvement work, they have many opportunities to do that. Generally, requiring additional education and advanced degrees, and so getting that that bachelor's degree really is it's a it's a it's a it's a an important credential, and that those addition that additional knowledge is very important to clinical care, and it's a gateway. For uh, as, in, as in other professions and in, in other disciplines, it's a gateway to um, to, a full, to a full career.
0: We'll have more of my interview with Drs Bakewell Sachs and Bjornson in the coming weeks. OHSU Week is a production of strategic communications. This episode was produced by Christy Richardson, Zaborowski and myself. It was edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.